1: Hi, this is Monique. And
0: this
2: is Sydney.
1: And you're tuned into Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. It's going to be the type of conversations that normally we're afraid to have out loud. Is it okay to be gay? Friends, how many of us have them? Mother and daughters, is it always all bad? The mind's like a parachute. It's
2: no good unless it's open. (laughs) That's what's up. Hey, my loves. Hey, my loves.
1: Welcome to another episode of Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. I am Monique.
2: And I am Sydney.
1: And today is another day. Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> All day <laughs> is another day. Today. What are we talking about today, Daddy?
2: When was America great?
1: That's a loaded question. Um, when was America great?
2: Let's. Let them know how we got to come on the, 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 the subject.
1: How did we get to the subject of when was America great?
2: Well, we have a, a gentleman in office. His name is Donald Trump. That's what they call him. President Donald Trump, respectfully. <clears throat> and one of the things that he said was he was going to make America great again. Mm-hmm. There's some people such as. You and I that a myth to exactly the time that he was speaking about, because I'm trying to figure out when was America great? When you look up the definition of great, when was America great in the first place to be great again?
1: Well, as a 49 year old. African woman. I can't ever tell you when America was great for whatever great means. You know, and when you look on the list of where we rate in the world in reference to math and science and all of these things, we're not in the top five. We're not in the top 10. We're not in the top 20. We're not in the top 50. Now, does it count anymore after you get? So it's like, at what point was this a great country or a great nation? When was that?
2: someone put a moment ago before it was called America LOL and Come on. and really that may have been about the time that I can just from history say that may have some validity at that point before it was called America based upon what you've heard was the policies and the ways of life of the Native American because their openness to allowing the Europeans to participate in a world in which they were on first contradicts the world that we live in now, and it's probably because of the world that the Native Americans provided the Europeans with initially who came over, and they some of them to this day are saying, We saw how we got it. Mm. We don't want to get got in the manner in which we got it.
1: We're talking about it today, y'all. When was America Great? 404-832-2963. Call us up and let us know how you feel. Do it. I, I you know, I remember when um Michelle Obama was giving a speech, and I, I can't remember which, what year it was, but she was saying this was the first time she was proud to say she was an American. And there were some people that fell apart and were like, how could you say this is the first time you were proud to be an American? And when you look at the history of this country, you say, how could you question that? As, as a, for, to, for it to be a black woman, how could you question how could you— not have been proud all these other years, is as if this history, for some reason, people want to erase it. Almost like, well, let's not focus on yesterday, but we have to focus on yesterday because it it affects us so much in today.
2: Right, right, right. And it's interesting because uh, someone just, and I missed their handle, said that a lot of racist people believe that he's saying that the 50s, was the time that America was great. And what's interesting is they got here what was it sixteen, twenty, fourteen, twenty, 1420? My, my I don't forgot when the, the they landed on Plymouth Rock. <laughs> what was it? James 1620 1420 1492 1492, thank you, sir. And it was nineteen fifty. When America was great. Come on. Again, so you start saying to yourself, how can in 1950, based upon uh, where the country was, maybe financially, but where it was socially, how could it have been great? And what it appears to be is a level of observance or lack thereof of observance for society as a whole to be able to say that this country was great especially after the founding fathers created documentation saying that all men are created equal. However, people of African-American descent are considered three fifths of a human being. So that wouldn't quite make you a person who is equal because you don't measure up. Mm. And then how does that play into the psyche of where we are today to even be in a position to say that America was ever great. And oftentimes when you hear people speaking about the founding fathers, it is again with the understanding or the missing of the fact that how was the country acquired?
1: Come on. How they get it, Daddy? How they get it? How they get it?
2: Come on. Give us a shout out. 832 2963 We talking about. Tell us your opinions, what you think. Is America great? Was it great? When was it great? Give us a shout if you get a chance.
1: And I think that we're still too afraid to have the real conversations. Like, we're still too afraid to dig into it. Because I, in my humble opinion, there are some things about that Constitution that needs to be— I say keep the document so we can forever see how people thought, how people got down. But there are some things about it that we need to change. And because those things are, and people say, well, it's the Constitution. Well, who wrote the Constitution? White men. And they put it into law, and they put it into effect. And as we could see, that Constitution was not written for everybody's benefit. Mm -hmm. So at what point do we go back to the drawing board and say, okay, let's rewrite this. Let's keep this documentation so the people for generations to come can forever see how people thought and then see how people— had to rethink and change it over, but keep those documentations. But I think until we actually go back in and change some things around, this country will still be in the position that it's in because of the way it was acquired. And nobody wants to really deal with that. And when you start talking about the gangs in Chicago and the gangs here and the gangs there, it's like that's how this country was formed. We're talking about it, y'all. When was America great? Let's go to the lines. Hey, y'all. Monique and Sydney, what's your
3: name? My name is Courtree.
1: Hey, Courtrey, how hey, you doing, brother?
3: And Sydney, what's your name? Uh, how you doing? Um, yeah, in response to your question, is America great? Uh, I think America has potential. I don't feel like America has ever been great. I think people thought for a long time that it was great, and if anything, this election has shown us uh, with Donald Trump and everybody that's come out for him and everything that he stands for uh, has proved to us that America's never been great.
2: Appreciate the comment.
1: Thank you, baby. Yeah, I think right now, you know, there's one brother that does these... um, that does these, uh, I want to say, PSAs on Facebook. And he said he's really glad Trump got elected because now we're really getting a chance to see what America stands for. What
2: America like, stands it's for. It's being
1: exposed. And, and and it's going
2: both ways. And at Kill Bill, we see you and your lovely comments about if America's not great, go back to East, uh, uh, uh Eastern, what do you say, to the Middle East, niggers.
1: Oh, oh daddy, I oh, didn't see that. Oh, well,
2: that's all right. You were talking. But here's the thing, Kill Bill. When it said there's a level of entitlement that is had when folks will say, go back to the Middle East or go back to Africa. And no one ever considered that if you're Caucasian, you're not from North America. You're from Europe. Someone's on the, the call.
1: Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. What's your name? Good morning. How you doing? That's Big
4: Mike. Big Mike. Hey,
1: Big Mike.
4: You know, I'm going to tell you what I think America was great. When they let us free and they left our asses alone, we was great. We built our families up. We built our farms up. We owned land. But well, when they came back and started interfering in the little things that we did to make ourselves great, that's when all hell breaks loose. That's when our schools started failing, Monique and B more When they, when we started going to their schools, that was the beginning of our end in our community. So I think when America was great, when they left our asses alone.
2: You <laughs> talking about like a black Wall Street, Big Mike? That's
4: what I'm talking about, brother. We was growing. Down in North Carolina, we was growing. We owned our own land. We owned our own businesses. And then when they came back and gave us their schools, their restaurants, we lost big time. So we got to get back to what made us great. large families we're learn to feed ourselves, and we can just leave us there alone. I love y'all. We love you back, brother.
1: We talk about it, y'all. When was America great? And it's really interesting to get the different opinions, mm-hmm. and you know the the different races, the different ages, the different genders on when you thought America was great. We're talking about it four four eight three two two nine six three. That's what's up. If you had to tell somebody for yourself, could you ever tell them when America was great?
2: I'm perplexed. There's too much work to do right now that would make me afraid to say honestly that America was great. There's some great aspects about America. But just to say as a blanket statement, America is great. There's too much disparity. There are products that are made. That have poisons in it that we feed our kids, that abandon other countries, but but uh, America says it's okay to put them in our food, but if a cat rolls up a joint and puts it up in the air, well, they are terrible people, but this grows naturally.
1: We're talking about a baby. When was America great? Come on, you're on the line with Monique and Sydney.
3: What's your name? Hi, my name's Corey. Hey, Corey. Hey, Corey. How you doing, Moe? How you doing, Sid? Wonderful, brother. Um, I, to answer that question, when was America great? I think we have to ask it from the perspective of who are we asking the question, too? Because oftentimes we get into a conversation with our white brothers and sisters, and they come back and say America was great when, and then they'll give you a date, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s. I personally think America has never been great for our people, for black folks, and we are still striving to get there. We can get there because we have the potential as a country if we can come together and stop hating each other and loving each other. You know what I'm saying? We have potential, but I don't think America has ever been great for our people. We're still trying to get there. And when I hear President Trump say he wants to make America great again, I actually get scared because what I think he's referring to is the times when all people were oppressed of color. Mm -hmm. And I personally don't want to go back to that time. I know you don't. And none of my brothers want to go back to that time either. But we need to do a better job at working together in our communities to make America great. But I don't think we've ever gotten there. That's my personal opinion.
1: Thank you, Brother Corey.
3: Thank you very much.
1: You know, but who's responsible to make it great?
2: And that would be we as folks are uh, the responsible and on the flip side of it, because he did speak to uh, some of the Caucasian brothers and sisters out here who may speak to a specific date, and there's a level of fault humbly that you can't have and a level of empathy that goes into place for those individuals because if you've been raised, and we spoke about it before, slavery by another name when they were dealing with the peonage period, and that was a... White sister that was on there who said, uh, I grew up under the belief that my family, they acquired their wealth through hard work and doing things the right way. And then finally I was told the story about how they enslaved uh, African Americans during the peonage period and took them, which was actually worse than slavery because they didn't have to pay for their services. They literally could see you walking down the street, say that you owed them money, then you had to get a trial in court, and their brother-in-law, who was the judge in the town, gave you a trial in which you were found guilty. And you had to sign the right, your rights over to for the way you live to your master, who gave you a term in which you were responsible for working for him. And it even had it so that you could kill—he was able to kill you— if he so chose and you sign the documentation saying that. So when she found this out, she realized that she had been fed a lie. It's kind of like these moments of and, and, and epiphanies aren't given to everyone, even ourselves in our own culture. When you will find but um, and you will find Caucasians who will say these things don't make sense It was Gloria Steinem who was speaking to Oprah Winfrey when she said, uh, when she asked about religion, she said, religion is so political. And she said, how do you make a man who was born in the Middle East named Jesus white? Now, this Mm. is Gloria Steinem. So you begin to say, the way we think is not indicative of your skin color, because Abraham Lincoln said, let's free the slaves. His motives, purposes, hmm, but I'm not going to question it, but he was a white man. Individuals who they hold in high regard, George Washington, John Hancock, Benjamin Franklin. Folks, there was a level of disapproval as it pertained to treating human beings not as equal that it was comfortable uh, for them to do. So when you on another side and you have not faced it, it takes a really broad mind to grasp someone else's point of view. It it takes Mm -hmm. a broader mind to be a person who's a heterosexual. And you say, no, I understand this person who is a homosexual's plight. And I know what it would feel like for me if somebody had a problem with me being a heterosexual because Coochie's good. Tell him. Coochie's great. Come on. Coochie's something that's given. You just don't take.
1: Now. okay <laughs> so we're not, we're not come on we're gonna snap it up then okay <laughs> okay
2: so you have empathy for that individual and there are people who say well it ain't the same as being black when you are gay because you, you can't hide your blackness but you can hide being gay the fact that you would have to in order to get along in society makes it exactly the same
1: we're talking about it babies when was America great? 404-832-2963. When was America great? When was it great? And, you know, I think, too, Daddy, with a lot of countries that are very turned off by this country, because they will say America is the greatest country on earth. America is the, And it's like, guys, whoa, well, what made it great? Like, what made us be able to stand up and say we're number one? when you look at all the numbers that say we're far from number one and I think that's the arrogance of this country I think that's the arrogance this country was built on and I think that what did Malcolm say when the chickens come home to roost mm-hmm. it's because this is what you built it on and now it is just showing this is what you created and now here comes it, it's saying hello mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this is what you taught us this is what you showed us so now what do we do? What
2: do we do? And that's why we have these conversations, because the way in which we conduct ourselves, if everyone decided that I want to treat people the way in which I get treated and try to enjoy this life in the best way, literally, as we when we hang up, things will change. That's when Donald Trump will say, you know what? I want to come out today and give an apology to my brother, former President Barack Obama. Because, see, I took him through some shit. Okay, mm-hmm. I had him trying to get birth certificates. I know about how, you know, when he wanted to have his judge get peeped, now I want my man Corsick in the office. And we sitting here complaining about y'all trying to block us. I know you got blocked, bro. I know you got blocked. Okay? <laughs> I know there's some differences for me. You know, I know my wife posed new, but Michelle took flat cause she was showing her arms. I I, I know it's a level of disparity. I'm tripping off you wide tapping it and they saying to me that you ain't really doing it. I wanna just say, uh, I, I apologize because I was I was tripping, you know, and uh <laughs> I'm not fucking with you. Right. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, come out with it, because at that point Imagine how you would feel about Donald Trump. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, maybe there's a chance. Right. Maybe there's a chance. But folks think that they got to, as they say, double down on it because to retreat shows weakness. And these are the philosophies that have been taught, which have destroyed America, where they say it is a weakness to say, I apologize. Not understanding that that's where your core strength comes from if you know you're wrong.
5: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
1: We're talking about it. When was America great? Let's go to the lines. Hello, you are on with Monique and Sydney. What's your name? Hi, this is Sky Eva. Hi, hello. Hi, Sydney. Hi. Talk to us, baby. I- Pardon me? I said talk to us. Well, I think I want to
5: piggyback on what um, the previous caller said. Um, in It depends on where we are now in our lives. When we were younger, maybe we thought a certain way about how our country was. But as we get older and we're more observant of the treatment that we receive, um, and I'm speaking of me and my culture um, as blacks, then we can see and realize it's not as great as we thought it was. But I I have to say, I've been blessed. I've been traveled all over this country and around the world and I believe that America is greater than a lot of places around the world. So, in that respect, it still is the greatest country, I believe. You know, i fought so many years for this country, for the liberties that we have. So many of us have died for it. Us to have the liberties that we have and I believe America is still the greatest country in the world. You know, we are flawed, but we are still the greatest country in the world, in my opinion.
2: And, and that, that's fair, but let me ask you. Do you think that it is more important to believe that America is the greatest country in the world or to focus on the flaws which has hindered America for hundreds of years? Because when you begin to say, it's kind of like Cousin Erky, he going to tell you, listen, Dante and them, they smoke crack all day. Yo, I hit that shit first thing in the morning, and then I'm good. So now, my problem ain't as bad as theirs, so I'm greater than them. It's that feeling of that comparison, because there are too many flaws that we have where people unlike yourself, have not got the opportunity to see the world, though, and we respect the fact that you fought for the country because it's a noble act to fight for what you believe in. And when you come back home to know that some of your brothers, because I'm assuming you were in the services, correct? Yes, I was. So then how does it feel like America's great when you have or should I say, even wanting to give a comparison when you have individuals like yourself who've sacrificed their time, their lives, their mental states, but then their mental state, but then they come back to America and they can't get health care. And you have to have programs like wounded warriors and different things because they're not taking care of the very people that are fighting for this country. So it begins to feel like potentially that why would we even make a comparison to us being greater than someone else when the very people who fought for our freedoms don't have the freedom to be taken care of as they've taken care of their country?
4: I I
5: understand and I agree with what you're saying. And again, we are flawed. And it's disappointing me being in that position, like I said, being in the military, retired now, disabled veteran, um, having those issues now, trying to seek the care and things that I need, but again, being able to have traveled to so many places around the world to see, to be part of the conditions of these people and how they live day to day, it's nowhere near what, in my opinion, what we deal with on our day to day, and so much that we take for granted. Um, again, there's so much that we need to fix, repair, And we do here in this country but I I still feel that you know I wouldn't want to be anywhere else but here in the other country better than this country
2: that's understandable we We appreciate appreciate it baby
1: you know daddy I I, I kept hearing her say you know she's traveled the world Mm -hmm. and been other places and we've had the opportunity to go to some different places Mm -hmm. around the world and for what I think that in this country, we've been so conditioned to have a lot, get as much as you can, get it by any means necessary. Um, whoever got the biggest house, biggest car, biggest job, biggest bank account, that means success. And that's what we've been fed. I know that's what I've been fed since I can remember. You know, there's TV and there's commercials mm-hmm. and there's yeah. what's important and what's special. And then I've gone to places... Like, the very first time I went to uh, Africa, mm-hmm. and we went to this place called the bush. Mm-hmm. And the bush was what we would consider poverty that you can't even begin to explain. Like, you can't—I I, I couldn't imagine it. And I say to our guide, and he shows me these huts. He says, that's where they live. And I said, well, where do they go to the bathroom? And he said, do you see that big hole over there? Mm-hmm. That's where the village goes to the bathroom. But I'm looking at the people. And for what I'm looking at to say, oh, my God, how could I live like this? But you're looking at the people who look vibrant and happy. And they're almost looking back like we're not caught up in what you're caught up in. We're not caught up in the fanciest pocketbook. We're not caught up in in all the things that y'all have been told that are important. Mm-hmm. So when we travel to these other places and you see what we consider their conditions and it's like, oh, God, I couldn't possibly. But then you see their expressions, like for the commercials that they show on TV over here in this country with the baby starving and the big bellies. I'm not saying it does not exist. Of course it exists. I work with a sister that lived from that was from Africa. She said, Monique, do you know the first time I saw that when I came here? She said, the first time I saw that is when I saw a commercial in this country. She said, they portray us as if we all, you know, like it's very poor. And Well, here's the thing. What's the difference
2: between Donald Trump at his press conference uh, and the sister, I forgot her name. What's her name? Uh, who she asked in reference to him reaching out to the, the Urban League in April Ryan posed the question about, what about you reaching out to the Urban League? And he said, well, do you know those guys? (laughs) Can you set that meeting up? Now, that would make it seem like he said that because it's the Urban League of people of color and because we all know one another. So the story of the young lady in Africa who says they make us all look like that, it's an impression that people here... Of African American descent, oftentimes you had to have come from the city. We were in a meeting where a gentleman said to us, he said, Listen, I know what it is growing up tough. You know what I mean? So being around black people going to the jungle, you know, where you may have grown up, you know, that ain't no problem for me. And I said to him, You know, here's what throws me off. And I know you don't mean any harm, but. Why is it that where we come from has to be the jungle? And what is it that makes you think that you know where I was born and raised? Cause at the playground is where I spent most of my days, okay? Texas and chilling. Right. <laughs> but just so you know <laughs> I was raised in the suburbs and we were. Now we got a chance to spend time. Around the way, because you got folks that live around the way. But this is a general assumption that has been made and stories that have been passed down. And I saw um, East Coast Vibe saying, "Everywhere the Jews goes, the moral standards go down." It's that type of commentary that, though I'm not a Jew, uh, a Jew and or Jewish, it's that type of commentary that is divisive amongst our brothers and sisters. Who have had their own struggles. There's no society, whether Islamic, Buddhist, uh, Jews, Christians, that have not, if you are a human being, whatever culture you come from, has to some degree, uh, you know what it is to be oppressed. And oftentimes, the origin of the oppression starts from where the people's origins are. Mm. So before we were oppressed here in America, We were oppressed in Africa because there were Africans who owned slaves who sold us. Let's not forget that. Before the Irish were oppressed and, uh, you know, or had discriminatory practices against them here, there was discrimination in Ireland. Before the Europeans came here looking for new land, these weren't the top shelf cats coming over. it. It was a struggle.
1: And then I rise. We're talking about it, baby. When was America great? Hey, you're on the line with Monique and Sydney. What's your
6: name? Hey, Monique. My name is uh, Street. I'm inside uh, your broadcast. First, I want to say I love you, Monique. I love everything you do. Huge fan. Huge fan of yours. Love you back, brother Street. Um, the the reason uh, I wanted to call in, I had one to touch in. Uh, I'm loving the discussion, and I um, you know I wanted to say like, uh, and you know. Just from a fan and just as a black man in America, you know, seeing people like you and and other, you know, public figures that do what y'all do, it, it inspired the youth, it inspired us to to live great and to do great things and, and to and to surpass, you know, racism, you know, stereotype and you know, you know that whole you know that whole box that we always get put in, mm-hmm. you know, just for you know, just for being us. And it's um is it, I think, you know, what he's saying is true you know, a lot of things are just passed down traditional, but I feel like, too, you know, being that we came when, you know, with slavery and everything when it happened here in America, I think we've been stripped of our traditional values. And so we lack love for self. And I think that, you know, we had to kind of, like, adapt to, you know, American ways, you know, from our ancestors passed down, you you know, the whole, you know, transition. And I think that, a lot, a lot of um, that comes from just lack of love for self, and we have to get back to loving ourselves. And, and doing what y'all do is inspiration, man. It's inspiration and motivation. We so, appreciate you know, it, man. I, I you, you, to, you don't love uh, me,
2: too? Because you, you said something, to Monique, and, and I feel like since we talking about brothers and stuff...
4: they too, brothers. The, okay, because you. You, you ain't even acknowledged <laughs> me
2: initially, but, and I was just like, when we talking about brothers and stuff like that, you know, they be ignoring us sometimes, so don't ignore one another, man. Oh, no, no. It's a huge honor, and, and we
6: love you, too. I love you, Thank too, brother. Thank you, man. And uh, it's just a huge honor to even to even say hello to Miss Monique based on, you you know, what she's done, and and she's a public figure. You know, so are you, but, you know, I I grew up, you know, watching her. Man, I'm just messing with you, man. I
2: feel you. You damn right,
6: brother. And 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 it's appreciated. (laughs) It's it's, it's highly appreciated. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Brother Street. We love you, baby. Yeah, and and I'm calling from Houston, Texas, by the way.
2: That's what's up. H-Town.
6: Come on, that's yes, how to yes, get sir. on yes, down. Sir. Y'all
2: have a blessed one. You too.
1: Thank you, baby. We are talking about it, y'all. When was America great? And you know, it it makes me chuckle. And it makes me laugh because sometimes people will call in and they'll just say, "Monique, Monique, Monique," and I get that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, well, we just know Monique, and 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 we know Sydney, but we know Monique. And I want to tell people the reason why this show came into fruition. Is because Brother Street, Brother Mike, and for everybody to call in, the reason why I exited to please do Monique and Sydney's open relationship was the conversations he was having with me in our closet when I would not really know how sometimes to deal with things and cope with things and the challenges because y'all know me, I'm a jump off. I Listen, if you get a bitch to the left, I'm going to come to the left with you. No questions asked. Let's get to it. But he's been able to break through a tough skin that no one else was able to break through and has been able to soften me in a way that no one else has been able to soften me because I come from a place of <clears throat> I got to get it. I got to get it. And I'm not really focused on how I'm being tactful, how I'm speaking to you, how I'm being considerate or inconsiderate. So through the years, he's had these conversations with me that I will say, he always says, no, he didn't. I will say that it's changed my life and it's saving my life. And I said, Daddy, we got to share you with the world because I think it's unfair for me to just have you in this closet and you building me in a way that no one else could. Have I been to psychiatrists? Yes, y'all, I have. I've been to a couple of them. And the same things they were telling me is the same thing that my husband was telling me, that my best friend, my daddy, my lover, all those titles. However, he was giving it to me in a way that they couldn't. And they were giving it to me in a way that was a book way. And I was appreciative of it. But he gives it to me in a way that it makes sense. That's why I said, Daddy, come on and please let's do this show. Because I know I ain't the only one. I know I ain't the only badass, hard hit, ego tripping. I know I ain't the only one. So when y'all call in, I appreciate y'all saying, hey, Monique. And back in the day, I would have took the credit. I would have said, bitch, I'm, I'm everything. Come on and give it to me. But. In this day and age, and right now in this space, I can't take the credit for something that is not mine to take. So I want to thank you, my dad. I well,
2: thank you, but on the real, based upon what he said, I completely get it, because you've been doing it for a long time, and I appreciate you considering me to say, hey, let's do this so folks can hear. But at the end of the day, there's a level of acknowledgement that you should receive, and it's... Understandable. I've been watching it for years and have been appreciative to sit back and get it. And now I'm here with you and enjoying it right along with you. But with that being said, because we trying to get all mushy. No, daddy. No, we're, no. You're we're, trying to get all <laughs> delicious out this. my? wow oh, delicious. Right. See, and and Tony, know? you said you my ha- my cousin from Halifax. If that is in fact the case. What's up, cuz?
1: I heard that that's right in the middle of it. We're talking that's about we a job. When was America great? And i got a question. Kick it. Why do we have to be great? That is, that's it. When we
2: were talking to the young lady who your savant mind may remember her name from the service just a moment ago. Corey. Corey. Or well, was Corey the brother? Don't do it to me. No. Talk about it, then. Um. She was speaking in reference to how she still felt that America was the greatest based upon what it was that she had seen. Yes. And for us, it's not that America, again, doesn't have great qualities. It, it's not a thing where we feel like, you know what, we all need to conspire to go to this utopian place um, that's so different and so much better It's just that with all the flaws, humility wouldn't allow us to say we're greater than anyone, Mm. especially when out of the civilized nations, we have the most incarcerations of our population than any other place in the world. How could that make us the greatest? Because there's some people who have the opportunity so it would appear to be wealthy or financially uh well off. Is that why? Because again, we know of and have seen people who you would look at what where they dwell as just passable or okay. But if you look at their way of life and 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 the value that they have on the relationships that's something that really money has no influence over because they're not influenced by money. Yes. So it, it goes back to really what are you feeling? What are you getting at home? What is the culture around your society? Is there togetherness? And because the country was founded on competition, because you have to say to yourself, the very individuals who were pilgrims that came over to this country Europe that they left, they thought they were in a business relationship with them because they financed their ability to get here. Once they got here, there's this thing called the Boston Tea Party, which we saying We ain't with y'all no more. But somebody
7: on the line.
1: Come on, talk to us. What's your name? You're on with Monique and Sydney.
7: My name is Lenny. I'm an angry white man. Uh oh. Hi, Lenny. Kidding. Welcome to the Just show. Kidding just kidding okay (laughs) but i am white but i'm not angry okay i think when you talk about america being great again you have to define what you mean by that what is great yes you know are we a great military power are we a great economic power are we a great power that empowers other countries which we have done a lot of that over the years you know Mm -hmm. i'm 64 years old so i've seen quite a bit of this and if you think about it i was just looking do you know how many people died trying to come to this country just last year take a crazy wild guess they died trying to get here
2: hundred thousand
7: no would well, that be terrible wouldn't it hundred dollars it would be but you say
2: guess it, i was going for the fences
7: no i got you i got you man i got you <laughs> 7421 people died trying to get into this country now were they all good people were they bad people i have no way of knowing that you know i don't know what happened to them all but but regardless they were trying to get here and they each had a reason coming here and I'm sure most of that was to better themselves and their economic situation because regardless of our past which has not always been good I'm a Vietnam veteran and for years I thought Vietnam was the right thing until one day I woke up and said wait a minute, they told us we were going to go fight communists in Vietnam. We had to stop the spread of communism. Now Vietnam is our fourth largest trading partner. It's a communist country. Mm -hmm. 58,000 people died for what? So guys like Donald Trump, guys that went north into Canada, those that got deferments that I used to downgrade, I congratulate them. They were smarter than me at the time, Mm -hmm. much smarter than me. But me being able to say that, me being able to realize that, that's one of the things that makes this country great.
2: Hey, we appreciate that comment. Absolutely. Thank you, Brother Lenny. Thank you very much. Thank you. That right there, and, and, you know, where we from, there's a level of props you have to give to folks that have lived longer than you. However, I think that's the reason why you never want to group someone as all because of, the color of their skin, because number one, the faux pas is that's what's been done to us. Why we've got so many problems. Um, but in addition to that, brother Lenny, yes, is absolute proof that you know your thinking can evolve over time.
1: Come on, y'all. We're talking about it. When was America great? We're going to the lines right now, and we're gonna find out what you're feeling. Hey, what's your name? You're on with Monique and Sydney. Hey Mo,
6: uh, this streets again. I got a, a question for Mr. Sydney. Yes, sir. Yes, uh, Mr. Sydney, I did a uh, broadcast earlier today, and I um, I just wanted your opinion because you you're very very wise. Um, I'm a, a black man. I'm in my thirties, thirty four, and so you know I was talking about you know us as blacks, and it was you know about the economy and just things that are going on within the justice system and things like that. And so I had people agreeing, you know, some disagreeing. They saying that I was kind of like um you know like like, on the white side, I want to say because I said that us as blacks, you know, especially younger generation, need to learn to take ownership. you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. um you know like it's 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 okay to do the right thing, it's okay to to try to get those jobs to help make change, you know, to fight the correct fight the right way, mm-hmm. you don't always have to um lash out you know violence, you know, like um you can't win like that, you know, right, and so um, I try to. To, to motivate people to understand, like even if you're born into poverty, even if you're born into a certain situation, we've been fighting our whole life, our ancestors fought, and we still fighting. It's okay to fight the correct fight the right way.
2: Amen. You, you, uh, you said you know, it.
6: so. Pardon me.
2: I said you said it right there. I mean, it, it's it's one of those things where accountability is more. Uh, difficult to attain than being accusatory of why you didn't have what it is that you want to have. So it's it's individuals like you that when you have that conversation, motivate people to say, whatever I don't have, I have to have something to do with it. Are the, Correct. Are the odds or things potentially stacked against me because of my social my financial education yes they are however there are too many stories of too many people who have come from very far away with less than what i have that have somehow made it and exactly if it is to be there's an old saying it's up to me so when you start saying that to yourself and not just because as we sit here and we have these criticisms for America, we must take in consideration that it is up to us to do the best that we possibly can for ourselves. And as Brother Lenny here just called in and said a moment ago that he felt a certain way when he was a younger man in reference to the people who dodged a draft and didn't want to go to war because it didn't make sense. But now as he's an older man, those are the individuals that you have respect for. It's one of those things when we look back on our lives and we take accountability for it as we get older, whatever it is that we did not attain, we must take the responsibility to say that we were the reason why we did not get that because another man can impede your progress, but only you can stop it.
6: Thank you. That's that's well said. And I I agree with that. As I got older, I changed my mindset of who I look to for a role model. Who I look to for, is, you know, to help mold me into a better man, you know, besides my father, and 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 you know what you think is cool, and 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 I think your experiences do have your character, you know, it holds a, a great value. I agree with you know everything that you just said, but I don't, I don't want to tie the line up. I really, really want to know your opinion on that because people were saying I was being biased. I just I, I don't I don't feel like I am. I, I really feel like you know. Pretty much what I said and everything you said, that's how I feel about it, you know, wholeheartedly. I just want to hear someone else, you know, that's older and wiser than I am, you know, point of view.
2: We appreciate you calling that.
1: We talking about it, baby. When was America, the United States, a great place? When was it? You know, I think that if we start asking the question, how do we make the world? a great place Mm -hmm. instead of we fighting to be number one. And I think too, that's why even when you look at all the competition shows that's on TV right now, everybody's fighting to be number one. Is that what makes America great? Because you can hold up your finger and say, we're number one. We want to know how you feel. We're going to the lines right now. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. What's your name?
8: Hi, Renee. Hi, Monique. Hi, Sydney. Hey, Renee. Hi, hey, I was baby. I looking at you guys today, and I just think that America is what you make it. And I think probably back in the 50s and 60s where, yeah, there were some flaws, that, as African Americans we went through, but we kind of all lived in the same community together. John knew Mary's kids. Mary knew John's kids, and we kind of fit together. The local businesses were there. We were able... Uh to make sure we t- took care of one another, now we're in the stages now where it's just pure greed, like everyone is just trying to uh just try to get it all, whatever they can obtain and not worried about uh, the next brother or the next sister what do
2: you but think you know, was the catalyst to that change?
8: I think it's uh at some point where where the segregation was broken down and they would say, oh, okay, you can live in whatever community you can, you can, then a lot of people who were famous, they moved out of those communities and then they moved into different communities and that taxes bracket went to uh, people that can afford to live in those areas versus where we all lived among each other and we would have those taxes kept in a community to help our kids out. mm mm-hmm. So now we've gotten so far away from that, and then you look back and you say, okay, how come the housing projects are so disarray? It was one time where the housing projects people were banging on the door to get there because you had to be married. There was nothing but white people that lived in there at one point in time, and everybody took care of the community. But once things began to change, then people began to live in different areas, and now you left people fending from themselves. And is, no one is actually reaching back, or some people do, but it's just not enough. And now you have just this pure greed and not worry about the next person.
2: Got you. Well, we appreciate your comment.
8: Okay.
1: Thank you, baby. But she hitting it on the nail. We. I mean, I, 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 I agree. We've lost all sense of community. Like, I, I remember a time coming up in Beachwood, Where you knew Miss Brenda, Miss Peggy, um, Miss Sally, who Mm -hmm. lived two doors down. When she went, everyone she went to Eastern Shore. She came back with taffy. Like you just knew Mm -hmm. everybody in the neighborhood. It's like we were discussing now Mm -hmm. where we live. Mm -hmm. It's so not community. It's everybody is, you know, it's so separated. And this is yours. This is mine. And if we see each other, hi, and you keep going. I think she's at, we've lost all sense of is, community. I think that
2: a point in what was said, and there's a multitude of things. Someone just sent in, uh, said uh, social media. And the way things are right now, in terms of social media, electronics, conveniences, it makes you live in a world that now they create, it's called virtual mm. reality. And... Virtual reality sometimes feels better than the actual world, so people will go to this virtual space and place. And even when when I was raised here in uh, uh, being raised in Baltimore, Maryland, in Randallstown, the neighborhood I grew up in. Actually, my first friend name was Matthew, who had a dog named Heidi, and he had a little sister, and they were white. And the next-door neighbor was Mrs. Gump, who used to give me taffy. And Mr. Stanley lived across the street. And I experienced the same dynamic that she's speaking about, but I was in a community that was integrated. So to have a society just with people of color or doesn't make it specific to unity because I experienced a mm-hmm. level of unity amongst Uh, a variation of individuals, as well as as I uh, experienced discrimination, which is the reason why they say don't judge a book by its cover. It's the reason why a brother that called in a moment ago regarding, you know, being in the service 60-some-odd years old and had the experiences that he's experienced, they've evolved over over time. And while we say the mind's like a parachute, it's no good unless it's open, we've got to be open to others because— when we start labeling one another, it's, it's, it's the blacks against the whites here. And the way people would speak, you would think that we're mortal enemies. But then you see when there are no blacks around or primarily no blacks in Nazi Germany, they found a reason to discriminate against one another. But what about when you see folks in Congress? It's the left against the right. It's always some sort of label so as to distinguish our differences as opposed to saying what the label is is not relevant. How do we work through this so everybody's able to win? Either we all win and feel comfortable with the level of winning or we're all losing together and we're comfortable in that. That's mutually agreeable so that everybody feels the pinch of what's wrong and everybody feels the benefits of what's right.
1: We're talking about the babies. When was America great? And, Daddy, that's that's so true. We all win together. We all lose together.
2: And, you know, it, it's one of those things where, you know, absolutely Queen Supreme, because you, Queen Supreme, you be dropping signs. I don't want you to think that I ain't see you talking about, you know, the Caucus Mountains and history, so I appreciate you dropping. Sometimes we see things and it be going by so fast. Right. We don't get a chance to acknowledge it. But she was saying, I see your point in reference to Germany because there were some blacks killed, which she's absolutely right, too. But the dominant group that were killed were Jews that we see and have heard about. And they were uh, uh, they were not the Latinos. They were not the African-Americans. They were not the the minorities that we deal with here that were the reason for this battle. So it is not specific to anybody's color as to why or what origin as to why. Putin is a white man, despite the fact that he is in Russia. But these individuals who are also white men don't trust him, but they say it's because he's Russian. That, that it's not because of that. It's because of their thinking. Mm. Our collective thinking is what makes us discriminatory in the way in which we react or open. When we use words like tolerant, that is a conservative way of trying to sound liberal. When we say let's be tolerant, because to tolerate still has a sign of elitism where we got to overlook. We got to somehow tolerate the fact that this person wants to dress up like a a man or a woman, but they're the opposite sex, as opposed to accept it. Like, that's how they get down. How is that? How is that at all disturbing you? How does that bother you? How is it that, again, we live in a world where you can take medicines that can create ailments in you worse than what it is that you were trying to solve in taking the medicine, and that's legal, but again, a plant that grows naturally marijuana talk about all of the benefits mm. they'll say no are we gonna come in and we got a problem with that and you just start saying there's a level of sense that we're not making and when we say i'll put you out of the hospital because you don't have benefits you mm. don't have money so we can't take care of you it makes me say whatever the great features are about our country there's a level of greatness that doesn't is not being shown through our humanitarian efforts towards making sure that everyone has health care, regardless of if they have insurance or not.
1: Mm. We talked about it, baby. When was America great? Does it have to be great? Mm-hmm. Can we just what our brother Rodney King say? Can we just get along. The please. And, and Miss Earlene Belcher
2: said, Queen Cookie, <laughs> she said, my husband said, if we were all the same color, we would still find a reason not to love one another. That's the real shit.
1: There it is, baby.
2: That's the real shit. Wow. Wow. We would still find a reason. So let's find a reason other than color to love one another. How about that?
1: I think that wraps it up, baby. That wraps it up. Because you punched it in the mouth with that one. No,
2: that's Queen Cookie. We're going to have to give our props on that
1: one. We want to thank you, Mama, for taking that one on home. And we want to thank each and every one of y'all for tuning in, listening in, you know, to start getting your regular call-ins. And, you know, you know the people are listening in and, and hopefully taking something with you. And that's the whole basis of this show. You know, like my daddy always says... The mind is like a parachute.
2: It's no good unless it's open.
1: My name is Monique And I'm Sydney. And we love y'all. For free. Mwah.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.